Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking Deets. Your own personal Jesus. It's Earth Week on Talking Deets, and we kick it off with a chat about our warming planet. We're already at one degree of warming above pre-industrial temperatures. Our children will grow up in a world that moves towards 1.5 and 2 degrees. What does that mean for Australia? We're looking at the increased likelihood and severity of heat waves, droughts, bushfires and flash floods. Today I'm joined by Dr. Sophie Lewis, a climate scientist and one of the great communicators of science on Twitter. I hope you enjoy. Firstly, in 2017, you posted a graphic on Twitter that demonstrated emission scenarios alongside life milestones for a child born in 2017. So for example, a child will finish high school in 2035 at which point average global temperatures are projected to be two degrees higher than they were in the 1980s. Can you tell us a little bit about what inspired you to create it? Yeah, so this really came about because of two things. One was um, the year before I made this graphic, I was working on a paper with some co-authors who are around the same age as me and were emailing this draft of this paper back and forth and this was looking at... Um, trying to find out the time in the future when our current extreme temperatures would become average or mild. And usually when we email these drafts back and forth, we look at the science and the communication and the writing. But I recall really strongly getting feedback from one of my colleagues in the margins and it just had a swear word because um, it became so clear what these graphs what the science what the numbers were saying in terms of uh, the human aspect of climate change and how that was going to affect people and it wasn't long after that 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 co-author and I both um, found out we were expecting uh, to have children so we both had daughters due quite close to each other and that added a really personal connection to that data and I realized what those record-breaking temperatures and that uh, change in extreme temperatures would mean for my baby's lifetime. So that's what brought about um, this graphic was thinking these aren't just um, abstract numbers. The science is really important, but it's also um, the human timescales and showing how rapid this uh, change in extreme weather is going to be. In recent weeks, we've seen major fires in Greece. Uh, California has had some of its worst bushfires in history, uh, while parts of New South Wales, the bushfire season has started uh, in August. So how strong is the association between these events that we're observing and the idea that we're living through unprecedented times? Yeah, so we do know that there's an influence of climate change on quite a lot of our recent extreme weather and climate events, and that's particularly the case for extreme temperatures. So we've had in recent years in Australia and overseas uh, a whole suite of record-breaking temperatures. We've had in Australia hot days, weeks, months. We're having summer-like temperatures occurring in autumn this year. And we know that there's a really strong influence from human-caused climate change on those extreme temperatures. And that also includes the extremes we've seen in recent months in the Northern Hemisphere with these really hot temperatures in the UK, uh, in Montreal, in Japan. So we know that the connection is really strong between climate change and temperatures. But it gets a little more complex when we start to look at some of the more complex uh, climate phenomenon, 
So that's things like wildfires or droughts um, because we know that there's lots of things that go into causing those uh, events. So that could be uh, how much rain occurred in spring, uh, how much vegetation there is. So there's lots of different factors that go in there. But we do know that uh, climate change is a factor that is influencing things like bushfire seasons in Australia, how whether the bushfire season is getting longer, um, what areas are being affected. So we do know that climate change is a factor there. It's just not as clear-cut as when we're looking at those extreme heat waves. The European heat wave of 2003 resulted in thousands of fatalities, particularly in France. And one of the contributing factors was that many doctors were on holidays at the time and the medical system was under pressure to respond to those that were most vulnerable. Your 2017 research demonstrated the possibility of temperatures of 50 degrees in major Australian cities. Do you think we're prepared? No, I don't think we are prepared for the extreme temperatures that we're going to be facing in the future. I think uh, one of the um, great aspects of Australians and our way of life are that we're really resilient people and we're used to dealing with environmental hardships and we have a real can-do attitude. Uh, but I think in this instance, when we're talking about climate change, that can leave us quite vulnerable to the impacts of climate change. Um, we often think about heat waves as being... Um, either quite pleasant because it means that we can have more beach weather or uh, something that we just suffer through but we make it through. And we don't really think about the, that really nasty side of heat waves and extreme temperatures in Australia. We don't think about how we're going to set up our, our cities and our healthcare systems to cope with that. So when we do have extreme heat, it's not just a matter of having more beach weather. They really push our ability to cope. They push people who already have chronic health conditions, they push the elderly or very young people, and they really stress human health, as well as other things like our infrastructure, um, our built environment, and of course our ecosystems, like we're seeing with our recent coral reef bleaching episodes. You've spoken about some of the challenges. Some people, when faced with complex information, will seek simplicity. We only have to look at a phrase such as stop the broats that would connect with the population. Much has been written about society's capacity to respond to a complex risk such as climate change. In your experience, what's the best way to engage society when it comes to climate change? Yeah, it is a really tricky issue because it's huge, it's complex, it's uh, global, and it's spanning so many different timescales. So it really is hard to get people engaged in the issue. And particularly when uh, things that are contributing to climate change, that are contributing to the core problem, are just us going about our ordinary, ordinary lives, driving our car to work, going to the shops, going on holidays. These are things that are very normal that we all do, but they're part of the problem. So it really is hard to get people engaged, but I think there is a lot that we can do to reduce our greenhouse gas emissions personally and also um, uh, nationally that Australia can do um, that would really go far in reducing those greenhouse gas emissions and making a big difference to our global contribution. So there is a lot we can do and I think that uh, there's really a lot to be gained and there's a lot that we can be optimistic about in terms of the future. Learning about the reality of climate change can be disheartening and make it seem like humanity is doomed. 
For someone like yourself who engages with it daily, it must be exceptionally tough at times. What sort of things do you do to, I guess, uh, look after yourself and not let it overwhelm you? It is really hard and uh, sometimes you really do see through the science to the, the human aspect and the human implications of what you're doing. And that's what happened with that graph when I made that graph showing the trajectory of global temperatures with the trajectory of my daughter's life. Um, and that was a really difficult moment thinking about the world that my daughter was going to grow up in. But um, she's also a great inspiration to me. Um, I see a lot of my friends' children who are just wonderful, creative little people and um, being around children is a great source of joy and a source of hope and optimism and I think that's what really keeps me uh, inspired is that um, I think they're going to do a whole lot better job of cutting down on those greenhouse gas emissions, uh, adapting to climate change and generally making the environment better for everyone. We'll have to leave it there. Dr. Sophie Lewis, thank you for your time. Thank you. Reach out and touch faith. Reach out and touch faith.